Good evening, Bengals fans. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I am your host, Josh Miller. You can find me all over the place. You can find me on Twitter at the Degenerate L1. You can find my blogs on the www.thecollegeessentialblog.com. Go ahead and check out the flagship station for Back Row Sports, the Back Row Fantasy Show. And you can also find me on Barstool Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals tie the Eagles in Philadelphia, 23-23. to Joe Burrow goes 31 for 44, through 312 yards and threw two touchdowns. Tyler Boyd led the way with receiving 10 receptions, 125 yards. T. Higgins getting into the act, five receptions, 40 yards, and two touchdowns for the rookie. Uh, Joe Mixon, 17 carries, 49 yards on the ground. And Auden Tate finally getting a Finally getting back into the lineup, and he has two receptions, 29 yards, for an average of 14 and a half yards. Wow, what a, what a game, I got to say. And, and this is, again, something uh, – podcast, I don't have anything written down. I want to just give my honest reaction when I first saw it. And, and uh, again, gosh, just Joe Burrow looks absolutely incredible. He furthers his – you know, he, he completely furthers his – uh, he furthers his campaign to express to Bengals fans that basically he is our guy for the next 10 to 12 years. He is definitely our franchise guy. We got our guy. Playing incredible. Again, 31 for 44, 312 yards, no interceptions, came up big on, on third downs, came up big on fourth downs as well. Absolutely great game by him. Not so great by the defense. Not doing well whatsoever. Carlos Dunlap had nine tackles, zero sacks. Carl Lawson gets two sacks. And Sam Hubbard with one. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with the offensive side of the ball. I thought the offense played okay. Uh, the running game play was was god awful. I, I I mean, Joe Mixon. We have one of the best backs in the league, and we just it, it's almost like I want to say we don't really use him, but he did get 17 touches. I, I I mean that's a good amount of touches. And why are why are we not using him in the passing game more? He did have two receptions for 16 yards. But I feel with his speed and his versatility and his agility, I feel like working him into the passing game more and more is only going to in greatly increase our offensive um, potential and, and increase our efficiency. I don't understand why we don't have more where he comes out of the backfield on that running back wheel. I mean, if you're a Bearcats fan, you saw that one of the plays that the Bearcats ran was a running back wheel for a touchdown against Army on Saturday. I don't understand why the Bengals can't run something at least a little similar like that. Joe Mixon has the speed. I mean, he has the versatility. He has the catching ability. Let's get him out there. I don't I, – I mean, I, I don't understand why, why we aren't using him more. It's just another weapon that Joe Burrow can use, and, and, and Joe Mixon has been greatly underused, and, and he should be getting more touches and everything. And a lot of this – conversation it's going to fall back on Zach Taylor and we're going to get to that bigger picture in a little bit uh but but let's go from the backfield now let's go to the offensive line good lord how atrocious giving up eight sacks Joe Burrow hit a plethora of times one of them being that he had to get taken out thank god it was only a uh he only got the wind knocked out of him but I mean all of us just just held our hands on our heads at my family's house when we watched that we saw Joe on the ground writhing in pain but again just thank thank goodness uh he is okay um and and the offensive line played absolutely terrible i mean they're just let they're just letting guys go by and this is not 
a, a, a defense that, you know, is very much known for their pass rush or their coverage nonetheless. And, and, and eight sacks. That is so unacceptable. I, I don't understand how Zach Taylor and the organization can put our face of the franchise. Because Joe Burr, he is the face of the franchise now. And whether you like it or not, and I'm pretty sure 99.9% of the Bengals fans absolutely love that Joe Burrow is our face of the franchise now. But, I mean, how do you do that? How do you put him back there, a, 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 a rookie, a 24-year-old kid, have him drop back 44 times and let, allow him to get sacked eight times and hit a plenty of other times? They have got to clean that pocket up. I don't understand how you look at Bobby Hart and how you look at Fred Johnson and you think that they are the answer. I don't get that. How are you not trying your very best to go out and sign somebody in free agency? How how do you sign Bobby Hart to three years? Now, I understand that happened a while ago. But how did you look at his talent and say, yeah, we, he deserves a three-year contract with us? They have got to clean up that offensive line. A absolutely, absolutely atrocious. Absolutely unacceptable. That is not something we need right now. You want to know what happens to Bra why the Browns go through so many quarterbacks? It's because they get absolutely drilled in their first season, and then what happens? They're rattled for the rest of the. They're rattled for the rest of their career. Do we really want that to happen to Joe Burrow? Absolutely not. Now I understand Joe Burrow is a different animal. Did you see the play that he made? Uh, where he juked the guy out outside of the pocket, almost went down, turned around, completed the pass. Sadly, T. Higgins stepped in and out. Oh, gosh, like it, it, how I don't understand how you keep putting that offensive line out there. Did you see the Ravens and the Chiefs on Monday night? I mean, the Ravens didn't even play that good. But I'm sorry, if I'm the Bengals, I'm really seriously considering starting Ryan Finley against the Ravens because I don't want him to get hurt. I don't want him to see that pass rush. They blitz on 47% of passes, the most in the NFL. I'm not putting him out there with that offensive line. Are you kidding me? Hell no. Absolutely not. And, and, and I just don't understand how this, this franchise can look at their most promising future right here. There's the guy. Number nine is the future of the franchise. He is the guy that is going to take us to a Super Bowl within his tenure at the, in Cincinnati. And you put him behind that offensive line. That is just unacceptable. It is. It's just unacceptable. And you know what? Honestly, I was on the Jim Turner uh, bandwagon because of how well the offensive line played last year towards the end of the year. I am now off that bandwagon. I think that room has just got to get probably just blown up. They've they just got to they got to figure something out. I think Michael Jordan is okay. I, I think he can stick. Uh, I would like to see Akeem Adeniji out there more. I know he's a rookie, but I, I mean I got to see him. He can't be much worse than what we're already putting out there. So let's see him more. Let's put him out there. Let's see what we got. Absolutely atrocious. And honest. And then and but honestly, I mean. At the end of the day, it, it, it falls on the staff that put that offensive line out there. It does. It relies on that, the, the staff to put, that puts the lineups out there. So let's go to Zach Taylor now for this game because, oh, my God, Zach Taylor had an atrocious game. Some of this play calling, I couldn't even believe it. It was absolutely atrocious. Some of the runs that he called and, – and, you know, honestly, one of the things that I have noticed with Zach Taylor and this style of offense is a lot of our run plays are very slow developing. 
Well, we can't do that. We can't do a slow developing play. We don't have the athletes for it. Not yet, at least. I mean, if we're going to draft for them, I get that. And you want to insta- – but, but we don't have guys that can do that. We got we to gotta do quick hitters. We got to do something that, that goes fast. It's simple. Because right now this offensive line can't even get up there without having a false start on number 68. I'm going to have an aneurysm right here talking about this. But on top of everything, on top of honestly everything – with Zach Taylor is is just his inability to deliver the knockout punch. Inability to deliver the knockout punch. This is a stat that that I believe gets way overlooked. Is is can you deliver the final blow to end the game? Bengals had plenty of chances to do that. Most notably, they had the ball on the nine yard line. I believe it was the nine-yard line. I'd have to go back and look at the film, but it was inside the ten. And and, and so, are you kidding me? Some of that, we we can't punch that in. And then what happens? We kick a field goal, and then the Eagles drive down. We can't get one stop, one stop to end the game. Your rookie quarterback is on fire. I just wish he could play all eleven positions, honestly. He can't win the game for him. That's embarrassing. It really it, – it's honestly embarrassing. It really is. And that falls on Zach Taylor. It does. He's got to be able to have that killer instinct. And that's something we just don't have in Cincinnati right now. Now, whether that means that we need to have a coaching change or, or honestly, we just need to keep having a culture change and keep bringing guys in like Joe Burrow, like T. Higgins that have that killer instinct, I, I, I don't know what it's got to be. But it's got to be something that this franchise has got to, you know, get out of this one, this, you know, lo- lose by one score. I am, I am all, I'm fine. You know, look, I, I get, like, we are, con- we are always in the game. We're not getting blown out. We constantly have a chance to win the game. We have had three, very, we had three very winnable games. The Browns game was a little eh, but the Rams game, obvious, or I'm sorry, the Chargers game. We should have absolutely won that without a question. And then this game, we should have won without a question. But it's his inability to deliver that knockout blow that is keeping this team from greatness. It is. It's keeping this franchise down. I I don't get it. It's having a killer instinct. It's having a killer mentality. We're going to end the game right here. They had a chance. Instead of kicking a field goal at the nine-yard line, you know, well, two, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a run, and then it was an incompletion, then another incompletion, and then – or no, he got sacked on third, on third down, I believe. It just took him way out of range for even, like, trying for it on fourth down. I, I, I honestly I, – I can't – I can't even fathom, like, why, why this is still happening. You gotta have that killer instinct. You have gotta be able to end the game right then and there when you have the chance, and they didn't. And okay, so so enough on the offense. Let's go to the defense. And honestly, there's really not much to say. The defense played pretty well. I'm pretty happy with it, how the defense played. Now they had a lot of problem. They had a lot of problems in the secondary. I, I think on that last drive they got hosed a little bit. But I, I think also on top of a lot of things though, the coverage did not look good at all. Covers did not look good. A lot of holding calls. 
a lot of pass interference calls, and it really and it and honestly, my biggest gripe was the final drive of the game. End the game. End it. Stop him. Carson Wentz rolled out of the pocket and and dove for a touchdown. You let that happen. Honestly, like honestly, when when I, when I went home after that after that game, and I just sat and thought about it, and I watched the highlights. I just thought, how do you let any of this? How are you letting any of this happen, as a head coach of an NFL team? How do you let this happen? How does Lou Lou Anarumo let that happen? Let them drive all the way down the field. That's very Paul Gunther esque, and we all know how bad he was here. It's going to have to be a culture change, and I'm telling. And honestly, before we can really uh, take that next step. As a franchise, I personally think there's going to have to either be a assistant coaching change, whether it's offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, or it's got to be a head coaching change. But the coaching has got I, – I think this it's got to change. It does. I, 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 at the beginning, I, I was okay with Lou Anarumo, but I, I, this is a perfect example. These one-score games, having a killer mentality, having a defense – that can make that stop, be clutch, and end the game. That's a big thing. And a lot of people overlook that. Have a killer mentality, end the game. And, you know, you see it in, in really good teams. You see it in the Steelers a lot. When they are playing absolutely horrible, they still understand at the end of the game, they have got to close it out, and they have a killer mentality. They throw the knockout punch, and they end the game. That type of mentality has got to transfer over, and it's got to come down in Cincinnati, and we have got to see it change before this team can actually have some aspirations of doing pretty much anything. Again, defensively, I, I, I mean, they, they played all right. They played, they played good enough to win, but how do you have two pass interference calls on the final drive? How, do you, how does Sam Hubbard let – Carson Wentz roll out outside, or I think he rolled inside of him. But how how do you over pursue that? How do you let him get out of the pocket as many times as he did? We missed a lot of sacks on Carson Wentz, and and, and we could have brought him down. And then Von Bell did, did not ha did not look good on the Eagles. Uh, I believe their first touchdown. He got burnt out in coverage because he didn't know his zone. He didn't know his zone. I don't, I don't know what's going to help this team, but I'll tell you one thing. I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to, ha it's going to have to come from the top. They're going to have to make a change. They're just going to have to make a change. I, I, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, if they go stagnant here, I, I really don't understand how they go stagnant here and they don't, and they don't make a move doing something. Um, I, I do. Uh, last thing I do want to get to is, is the rookies looked really good. Rookies looked really good, both defensively and offensively. Obviously, Joe Mixon, or uh, obviously Joe Burrow, just lights up. But T. Higgins again, five receptions, forty yards. It's great to finally see him getting more and more involved into the passing game. And I'll tell you right now, he already looks much better than John Ross. Much, much better. I'm just saying. I, I think John Ross is not. Is, should not be on the team next year. I don't think I, I don't think we should resign him. I don't, I don't think we I think we should look at maybe even trading him. But uh, who's going to take him? 
Who's going to take him? Nobody. I'm, I'm not going to take him. He can't track the ball. He can't catch. He's barely out on the field. It's terrible. He's terrible. Honestly, in Auden Tate, Auden Tate was expressing his, you know, his dismay with, with him being a healthy scratch uh, for the, uh, I believe, the Browns game. And honestly, I can understand. I can understand because Auden Tate had two receptions, 29 yards. He's playing better than John Ross is. He's got better reach. I, I understand it. Now, I'm not a fan of the team dissenting like that. But I would be mad if they're sticking with a guy that's a lot less, you know, that's not as good as I am. It's terrible. It really, it's it's terrible. And I really, I really, I think John Ross is not the answer anymore. We gave him this year, and I said if he performs this year and he starts playing well, then then yeah, well let's let's do it let's do it again. But he is just he's just not he, he's not it he's not it. Uh, let's go defensively with the rookies. Logan Wilson, five tackles, one interception, playing very well. Uh, the ball was tipped at the line. I believe this was the Eagles' first drive, it, it, and it, it put the Bengals in a, in a great spot. Again, having a killer mentality that would have punched it in for a touchdown. But uh, a, a great pick, and uh, he's really playing well. He, he looks really good out there. He looks comfortable. He's making open field tackles. He's playing really well. Uh, again, uh, Akeem Davis-Gaither, both on special teams and on defense. He's out all over the field running around. He looks so fast, and, and we're really starting to see his growth. You're really starting to see him grow, and I'm telling you, this is going to be a guy that's going to be one of the main cornerstones of our defense for the next you know, five to ten years. So is Logan Wilson. And, you know, hopefully Marcus Bailey, and, and then we just have this – you know, ridiculously stacked linebacking room because it's coming up. You know, the 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 future is here. The future is here, and we're watching it happen. And it's honest. It's a it's a pleasure to see. Really, it really is. Okay, I I believe that is all the time I have. Um, and I have to go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we will have another episode on Thursday, and we are going to be previewing the matchup versus the Jaguars. Let's go and go get our first win. Let's go one, two, and one. And uh, I will be there, by the way. I will be there. So if you're listening to the podcast now, and I'll put it out there, shoot me a DM and tell me where you are. I'd love to come meet you guys and, and talk football and talk the Bengals. Um, absolutely. If, if you're down at the banks, let me know. Uh, if you're at the game, also let me know. Thank you guys so much for listening. Who day? Let's go get one. All right. I'll see you guys later. Bye.